Welcome back, everybody, to Labelling the Disabling. We are still at the Your Choice, Your Voice conference here in Wollongong, self-advocacy conference hosted by the Disability Trust. And we are just pulling people off the floor out there at the conference and bringing them into our little um, makeshift mini studio. And we are. right now, um, I've got Ed with me. Hello, hello. And my usual co-host, Ed. And I've also got Paul Zeller. Is that right? Yep. Uh, welcome, Paul. Ed just heard Paul speak mm. and thought you would make a great Labelling the Disabling podcast guest. Mm. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself, Paul? Well, I'm from Marimbula on the far south coast. Yes. Um, I'm on the autism spectrum. Yeah, I'm currently living on my own. And yeah, I'm a bit very passionate about my politics. Okay. And did you grow up in Marimbula? Uh, I actually grew up in Bega, but I was born up in Canberra. Okay. And what is it that you are passionate about? I'm passionate about um, having um, better services down in regional areas for people with disabilities and um, more in general a a bit of a um, a bit passionate. I've got a big thing for social justice. Mm. Okay. So what what did you talk about today at the conference? What was your presentation about? I pretty much talked about my um, journey as a self-advocate. Okay. Would you like to tell um, us a little bit about that? Um, what has that meant for you, being a self-advocate? It's meant that I, I've done a lot of conferences, like, um, and we had a self-advocacy group down in Bega, but it hasn't been active recently hmm. um, due to something – due to – Commitments. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Could, I, I I was uh, uh, fortunate to be in your presentation, Paul. Um, something that really struck struck me was the uh, your own personal journey uh, in becoming a self advocate. It was really clear to me um, in the words that you used that you had grown in your confidence, uh, you know, over the years, and that you'd also learnt a lot about. Um, power and how structures work in society. So, can you maybe tell us about that um, journey? Like one of the things I've had have done over time with the um, with the conference um, or with the attending conferences. Um, one conference that I did attend was actually the APAC conference when it was held in Sydney. Oh, back Sydney. in 2017. Yeah. Hmm. That's the um, Autism... Yeah, one. Autism Pacific Advisory Conference, is that it? Uh, no. I don't know. Well, Asia-Pacific Autism Conference? Yeah, yeah that's, that's what it was, sorry. yeah. Okay. Asia-Pacific <laughs> we, Autism... We got there in the yeah. end, sorry. But, yeah, yeah that, um, I actually attended that one on behalf of the Disability Council hmm. and they, I have also been involved in a few working groups with the Disability Council, like the a working group on the NDIS and a mm. working group on housing. Mm. Wow. And what sort of things do you look at in terms of those working groups? Um, Talk to us a little bit about the one like, on housing. Like we have been looking at um, how to get better standards in building quality. Like mm. um, we're talking about getting the um, highest standard, standard as possible for um, houses 
housing that's built mm. and to make it more accessible for people with disabilities and potentially the elderly as well. Mm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Is that, yeah. Because a lot of a lot of the people that are elderly also require the same types of thing people mm. people with disabilities have. Mm. Yeah. So there's a lot of benefits that flow from universal design, isn't there? So you know that you can age in place in your home. Um, we all uh, we all experience disability in our lives uh, or our loved ones. Uh, you know, so it makes sense. It's a. It sounds like a really good good thing that you're advocating there. Um, what was the other group you said? Housing and and the NDIS, NDIS. working group that um mm. more invested talked about um the um problems around the NDIS mm. yeah um which I think now they're doing a um joint standing com- the federal government's doing a joint standing committee mm. on the NDIS so. I actually was in Sydney last week giving evidence on that. Wow. Okay. okay. Yep. And how, how was that? Yeah. It was pretty good. Um, what sort of things did you tell them? Um, well, we told them what, um, for example, that plan, uh, planning meetings weren't that um, were pretty much daunting for a lot of people. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, that's a good point. And the fact that um, if you had to get an unscheduled review, you could potentially wait up to nine months mm. for mm-hmm. for a review to be happening. But by the time by the time it got to the nine month mark, mm. it pretty much your plan was pretty much nearing its end mm. and then they won't fund it anymore. Yeah, that's it's it's a good one to point out. Yeah, I think like if you yeah. if you yeah. miss out on that type of thing, but yeah, um, we haven't really been doing working groups since um, the new um, since the new member with the newer members of the council coming mm. in. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. another thing you talked about was that you are passionate about politics. Yep. And you'd one day like to get into politics. Yep. What sort of things would you like to do? Um, even though I'm passionate about the rights of people with disabilities, I, I want to do more of a thing on the world stage. Okay. Like, um, like I'd love to be doing dealing with foreign affairs type things. Like um, so being you don't just like want a diplomat. to do work. Okay, yeah. you don't just want to do work in the field of disability just because you have disability you want to do work in all aspects mm. of yep. politics and what do you mean by foreign affairs what sort of things would you like to do um is there anything you'd really like to see change yeah i'd like to see change with how australia views um like china and things like that like mm. um because i think china is going to be important in the um, in the future, mm. to Australia and sure, America is important, but I think with the, for example, Donald Trump, mm. it shows that we um, can sort of back away from America at times. I think it'd be a good idea. Yeah, <laughs> because yes. I think we're still getting a little bit too close, yeah. but, and uh, being tied in with America ties us in with Israel and all that. Mm. Yeah. 
And you see that as potentially problematic in yep. terms of our um, foreign uh, relationships with yep. countries uh, so close the, as China. Uh, yeah, and Southeast Asia, yeah, because okay. we, Southeast Asia looks to us for, le- for leadership and mm. guidance, I think. And that's and where we uh, live, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, they, um, Asia, yeah. and uh, if you look at the New Zealanders there, Mm. They're sort of distancing themselves from the mm. US. Mm. Yeah. So That's it's a, some really positive yeah. um, political goals that you have there, mm. Paul. Yeah. No, it sounds like you're very uh, thoughtful when it comes. I mean, I saw something in your presentation as well about changing things locally. You, you, you and a friend, I think, or yeah, Cara. Cara, who yep. I think is here as yep. well. Um, I saw in the photo you, you you had some positive impacts in Bega just with some practical yep. things around um, safety and yeah. But um, I think if I can recall, there was a miscommunication with the access committee, and then it, people were thinking it was all about the clock tower, and then yeah, um, that put the council off a, a oh. little bit, yeah. Okay. Can but you tell me a little bit like about they that? They had story? warmed up to the idea of um, putting in traffic lights that, there, but then they backed away from it when people thought it would meant that the clock tower was getting moved. Right. Yeah. I think there was a, a, a identified through the access committee. Is this right? Um, that yeah. there was a hazardous intersection in Bega. Yeah. Oh, well, I didn't realise it's that one with the clock tower in the middle of yep. the... Ah, okay. So then yeah, that's, that's a hazardous A bit of a heritage uh, yeah. area as well. Yeah, so it's you've, heritage, yeah. You've, you've got to meet... Uh, yeah, uh, I don't think... I don't think you need to move the clock tower at all right, to yeah. have traffic lights there. You can achieve that, you yeah. You can still mm. have the traffic lights and the clock tower there. Mm. Yeah. Uh, we get it, we get a bit um, you know stuck sometimes around heritage uh, issues, mm. but but I think it is good nonetheless to to use your voice to say to identify those areas, and we we're, we're we're really seeing that a lot. Is that local people uh, where they identify poor footpath design or um, mm. signage or lighting? Uh, there's all sorts of things. That, that's in a way the bigger valley's done very well around that. Really? Yeah. Like a like with the access committee, if you um, take a photo and send it in, right, or get- council's pretty quick on repairing right. that issue. Hmm. Like um, that's fantastic. We've got a lot of buildings that are becoming that are more wheelchair f- friendly. Mm. Like yeah. um, the news agents in Bega used to not be so wheelchair friendly, but then it got made wheelchair friendly mm, right yeah so so it, it sounds like having those sort of successes for you really gave you a bit of a taste of mm. um you know that you can have a bigger impact and now mm. you like how do you get to sydney every every month or uh, every two months um yeah. i usually fly up you do fly up yeah. i yeah. fly from Bega. Yeah. from marimbula from marimbula yeah. yeah on the little rex planes yeah, yeah. yeah. so Gotta love it when there's turbulence. Yes, yeah. yeah. So, and you did that, and you did say in your presentation you were quite anxious doing that uh, on your own the first time. You yeah, know, like because uh, it would have been a big, big, big trip. Um, it was a big trip to yeah. be interviewed the first time. Yeah, for um, because I got a call saying that they wanted to do an interview. Yeah, and um. I went to the um, interview and yeah, it, yeah, 
was pretty nerve-wracking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How did you get on the council? Um, how did I get on? Uh, I actually found out that I got appointed by the... Um, back in December of 2015. Yeah, um, I had to apply first, though, and then... Yeah, got interviewed in, yeah. got interviewed, had a, a reference check from, so there were reference checks and then, yeah, f- found out in the December of that year that I was appointed. Yeah, wow. Oh, actually, I, it was actually before December, but mm. they, so I had to keep it a secret for a for a bit yeah, and okay. then when I found out uh, then when it was made public I could tell people well, yeah because well. the it got announced on the international international day of people with disabilities okay hmm. and um, I did I did want to quote one of your quotes from your presentation mm. where you, which which really stuck with me you said we will make the world bend and change so that our voices are heard Yep. I, th- I thought that was pretty powerful words. Yeah. Can you tell us what you meant there? Um, what I meant there, um, it's pretty much saying that through voicing out what we think, mm. um, we can actually change mm. and may and influence change. Mm. Yeah, um, that's pretty much what it means. Yeah. Like, because if you are silent on an issue, yeah. then nothing's going to be done about it. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. So well. what made you um, – not everyone with disability um, becomes an advocate. Not everyone with disability is passionate about making things change. What made you decide what, – what do you think inspired you to think, I'm going to make people bend? Made me decide that. Um more my passion for um, social social justice and being a, a bit of a humanitarian. Okay. Like I, like I've, I'm quite re- religious. Like I, I'm a devout Catholic, and I think with that, it's made me um, put the charity side into wanting to help other people yes mm. through actually standing up for them and speaking out for them okay mm. yeah wow that's fabulous yeah because religion t- teaches you charity mm. yes i think my mother-in-law um if i can share this story with you about catholicism and um my mother-in-law is a Protestant, not a mm. Catholic, but she taught at a Catholic school for thirty years, um, and she made the the di- she told and I went to that Catholic school, um, and she told me that the difference for her between Protestant being a Protestant and being a Catholic is that you express your relationship with God as a Protestant as an individual thing, you and God, and what she saw from Catholics was that they express their relationship with God in the work that they do for others, and that's something that you're saying now. So you see that work through your social justice. To want to be an advocate and advocate for other people. Hmm. You want to mm. see fairness. Yep. Well, I'm fairness looking for equality and equality. Yep. Yeah, and equity. Well, I'm looking and forward to a fairer world. Mm. 
um, with people like you in politics. Yeah, I would love to see a uh, vote for Paul on the, uh, on the hustings. <laughs> so, yep. uh, we yeah. might have to change our address so we can go <laughs> down and vote for you, Paul. Exactly. Yeah. So you're probably... That would be good. Yes. Yeah. You're mates with uh, Andrew Constance and, and uh, those guys? More um, oh. mates with Mike Kelly. Mike Kelly, right. Yeah, yeah. and the, the la- a, a Labor person. A Labor person. A Labor, yeah. Devout Labor. Devout Labor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we had one Catholic yeah. in the Liberal Party, but he got voted out last time, I do believe, and... That w- Tony, uh, yeah, Tony, 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 yeah. Tony, Tony. Tony. Is that what you refer to? Tony, Tony. Yeah. Abbott. Oh, Tony Abbott. Yeah. He wasn't really. Um, okay. he I don't really that social seen, justice. I don't know if he's part of Catholicism. That's right. That's what I mean. Like he wasn't really. Uh, he, yeah, and he wasn't really into that equality thing. Not really. Same-sex no. marriage. No. <laughs> no. Example. No. He, like no. he was very against that type of thing. No. Even I, even when confronted with lived experience in his in, <laughs> in his, his family. Own yeah. But anyway. So thank well, you so much yeah. for joining us, Paul. That has mm. been really um, eye-opening mm. um, for us to meet someone who's an advocate, who has a lived experience of disability, who identifies as a person with disability, and for someone to be so passionate and want to make a difference in this world and make a change, not mm. only for yourself but for others. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Paul. Thank you. Thank you. Cheers. Thanks. Bye.